Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. Thanks, Anna. Uh, it's great to be with you all today. Uh, it's fun to be uh, in Fallowfield this morning. Uh, yeah, I'm presuming that you can all hear me good. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to plow on in. Um, so you guys have been looking at Ruth. And uh, Andy asked me to speak on uh, Ruth 3. Uh, so we're going to look at how Ruth and Naomi step into the future okay and it's a it's a fascinating journey that they take in this chapter uh, and we're going to start and the story of ruth actually uh, starts with desolation doesn't it starts with loss of husbands uh, for both naomi and for ruth and for naomi loss of sons as well it's a a terrible start to this story there's also the onset of poverty as well that they, they are running out of food and then there is a long journey uh, to Bethlehem uh, which is uh, kind of Naomi's home Naomi's people and she gets there and she is bitter it's so bitter and twisted she even says look don't even call me Naomi anymore call me bitterness that's now my name there is disappointment there at how her life has worked out even uh, there's a suggestion that she is plunging in to some sort of depression life for her has become very difficult and for Ruth as well she is arriving to this new place as an outsider she is not an Israelite she is of a different ethnic group and she arrives there and there is much against these two women actually firstly they are women okay and that culture uh, that was a, a much more difficult position than uh, being a guy for them so that was difficult to start with but they were widows as well so economically they were in big trouble too very tough position for them uh, and so it's a fascinating story the story of ruth it's actually a little bit hollywood and then there are all sorts of ways kind of if you're a hollywood producer that you could take the story of ruth you could go this is old school romance okay kind of 1950s 1960s style black and white classic hollywood film where the woman is saved by a man wonderful story it could be that or it could be perhaps a little bit more 1990s perhaps it's kind of one of those slightly romantic comedy Matthew McConaughey stars in it in his in his fallow period shall we say and uh, it's all about how to get yourself a husband okay and that, that could be the story or perhaps it could be a little bit more uh, naughty it's a bit of cheeky film about seduction Okay, and a little bit more uh, fruity end of things. Uh, Hollywood could do all sorts with this story. But actually, this is a story about faithfulness. Not very Hollywood, actually. Faithfulness to family. Okay, Ruth shows incredible faithfulness to her mother-in-law. Faithfulness as well to God. And faithfulness is revealed when pressure comes. So Ruth is under a great deal of pressure okay she is a poor widow in a foreign land okay that is a very difficult position for her to be in and there's a real chance as well that her future is one that has no hope in it 
uh, and a future actually that would deteriorate very quickly. I mean, she is going to fields to look for food, okay? This is not a bright, shining future that she is looking at at the moment. You, there's a feeling that this could really go bad very quickly. And what we find is pressure actually reveals the extent of our faithfulness. Now, I don't know about you, but I am actually a brilliant Christian. I am. I, I, I'm just a fantastic Christian. I know many of you look at me in some sort of awe and wonder, right? Wow, he is just a man of God, next level Christian, right? Uh, I'm brilliant praying, brilliant reading my Bible, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but actually, that's good when life is easy. It's easy to do that when life is simple, when there is no difficulty, when there is no challenge, when there is no pressure. But when pressure comes, whether it is in sickness, whether it is in disappointment in life, whether it is in relationship difficulties, actually pressure in those moments reveals perhaps where we're really at, doesn't it? Faithfulness to God's, faithfulness to families, our commitment to others, actually is revealed in the moments of difficulty. And when we think about faith, often we like to think about it as the bold adventure, the stepping in to un the unknown, perhaps even this very modern idea that we get to follow our dreams and follow our hearts and step out in great faith into what God has for us. However, actually, if we are to read our Bibles, and we read this story in particular, we see faithfulness very often is simply the commitment to God and sticking with that commitment saying, I trust God and I'm going to keep on trusting him. And then there's a reason throughout the Old Testament that uh, the relationship between Israel and God is made out and compared to a marriage. Because in a marriage, often in the early years, perhaps when you're dating, it, it's super exciting, high energy or almost a little bit of obsession in there and feelings and emotions race. And, but then over the years, that's not what holds a marriage together. Actual marriage is built on faithfulness to each other over a whole lifetime. That's a lifestyle of consistent choices to honour commitment. That's what faithfulness is. And Ruth, actually, first chapter, she makes a bold statement about faithfulness, doesn't she? In uh, chapter 1, 16, 17, she says, look, to Naomi, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people should be my people, your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. May the Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts me from you. And it's a big statement about faithfulness. And Ruth's faithfulness takes her to Bethlehem with Naomi. She looks after Naomi. She goes out looking for foods. She kind of begins to take charge a little bit. And then she encounters Boaz and Naomi realizes there's an opportunity for Ruth and for her, which brings us to chapter three. And again, if this was a movie, this is the barnstorming bit just before the end, when suddenly the pace really shifts, everything changes. And really, the whole book builds towards this moment. Ruth and Naomi sense opportunity. Okay, they become very proactive, they make some big faith steps, and they step into the future. And we're going to look at how they do that today, how they step into the future, and hopefully we're going to learn some stuff for ourselves as well. So let's read just the first few verses of Ruth 3. 
Okay, if you've got your Bibles, have them open in front of you. We're not going to put them on the screen. You've got to look at my face. Says, then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, my daughter, should I not seek rest for you, that it may be well with you? Is not Boaz our relative with those young women you were? See, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Wash, therefore, and anoint yourself, and put on your cloak and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. But when he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. And she replied, all that you say, I will do. So there is a big, big change for Ruth in this moment. Big change in her life, okay? And we see that kind of symbolized a little bit in her change in her clothes, okay? So uh, Naomi said to her, look, go and put a different cloak on, put some perfume on. Okay, now most likely uh, this is uh, putting away her old clothes that signified mourning, okay? The clothes she was wearing were telling everybody around her, I am a widow, my husband died, I miss him, I am in mourning for him a very clear time period that she was in. Uh, but now is the time for her to move on, okay? To live with faith, faith in God, to trust in him, uh, to have kind of a belief in a God who is acting and active uh, and to submit to him. That's what she is now doing by simply changing her clothes. Now to have faith, to live that way, actually means that we have to properly deal with the past. We must know when to end one time and move on to another. And sometimes moving on from sadness, very deep sadness in Ruth's case, from disappointment, moving on from suffering, perhaps. Now, when I say that, I don't say, right, this is the time now. Just pull your socks up, stiff up a lip, just grin, bear it, get on with life. What we're talking about here is properly dealing with what's happened and then changing your clothes moving on to the next season. Now, a good friend of mine uh, had a nervous breakdown uh, for, for a number of different reasons, really. He worked super hard. I mean, next level, working hard and broke himself. Had issues from childhood as well. Had some just emotional, mental vulnerability and he snapped and he broke really hard, actually. And it was, it was you know, I was an observer. I'm his friend uh, and we walked with him through it. But it was a very, very difficult time. And it wasn't a short time either. It's lasted for a while. Uh, and, but he got help for himself. He got a, had a good GP, got himself medication, good counseling, good therapy, and then came to a point where he made steps into the future. At that point, it was like a change of clothes. Okay, that time is done. I'm now moving into the next thing and Ruth does that she puts on different clothes perhaps even saying to herself okay I'm taking off the clothes of mourning I'm not that person anymore that time is done I'm ready for the next phase so let's keep reading the book of Ruth let's keep reading chapter three verse six says so she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had commanded her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of a heap of grain. Then she came softly and uncovered his feet and lay down. At midnight, the man was startled and turned over and behold, a woman lay at his feet. And he said, who are you? And she answered, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant for you are a redeemer. And he said, may you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter, you have made this last kindness greater than the first. 
in that you have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask, for all your fellow townsmen know that you are a worthy woman. And now it is true that I am a redeemer. Yet there is a redeemer nearer than I. Remain tonight, and in the morning, if he will redeem you, good, let him do it. But if he is not willing to redeem you, then as the Lord lives, I will redeem you. Lie down until the morning. Now she has changed her clothes. She has followed Naomi, her mother-in-law's instruction. She has gone to find Boaz, okay? And so what has happened here, she's moved from one kind of time of life to the next, and now she's ready for the opportunity. Now, this is not a guarantee of success, okay? Sometimes we read these great faith stories and think, okay, it's A plus B equals C, right? I do this, God blesses me, absolute success, guarantee. Okay, that's what faith is. I step out. God says, right, amazing things are now going to happen. Actually, this is not what we're talking about here. This is about Ruth's faithfulness, again, to her family and to God. It's about her diligence in how she lives. And it's about being proactive as well. Ruth listens to this wisdom and goes to find Boaz. Now, some people will read this. And you might read this and you may, if you're sitting with people, kind of nudged and winked at this story, okay? Because this story is perhaps loaded with different layers of things that might be going on. And some people read it like, is Ruth prostituting herself? Effectively, I'm going to you offering my body and then you will make me a wife. Or perhaps is she going to cause Boaz to compromise? He's been eating and drinking. Perhaps he's not fully of his senses. She will entrap him in some sort of encounter, then he feels such cultural guilt that he must marry her. Is it all of those things? And us modern Westerners, we might throw in all sorts of kind of sexual overtones into this. However, as we read this story and we read it carefully, I don't think that's what's happening there. We see initiative, we see integrity on both sides, actually, and we see kindness. And Boaz comments on Ruth's kindness saying, you could have gone after rich young men, you could have gone after uh, uh, even poor young men, but you have chosen me. And Boaz himself makes an oath to protect Ruth. And he says, look, I, okay, I am a redeemer, but there is someone who's perhaps closer to, to you than I am. So the redeemer was a position in the family. And the, uh, so if they, this sort of situation arose and uh, people needed to be taken responsibility for, and Boaz is saying, actually, there's probably someone more appropriate, but if he won't do it, then I will do it. So actually, there's real kindness there saying, look, you still doesn't have to be me if you don't want it to be. But I will take the responsibility if it falls to me, which is what happens. So there is initiative taken before God. Okay? Uh, Boaz says, as the Lord lives, I will redeem you. This is done before God. Okay, So I don't think uh, there are the overtones, perhaps, that some of us would like to throw in. A faithfulness sometimes is about taking the opportunity when it arrives. Okay, like I said earlier, sometimes it's easy to talk up faith and be a, a kind of a, a very obvious Christian until the moment of opportunity arrives. And faithfulness is that often. Now, currently, we, we live in a difficult time, don't we? And we, are, we need to mourn what we have been through. We need to mourn perhaps as an individual. Maybe there are those watching who've had people who've been sick, maybe even died. Perhaps it's actually coming in the economic fallout. Maybe there are those amongst us who are going to lose jobs and that we are worried about that. We, we need to mourn and lament this moment. But there will come a point where we will change our clothes like Ruth did 
we will move into the next season and then we will need to take the opportunities that come to us. In times of loss and difficulty, there can be the end of an era. The end, and the end of something is usually the beginning of something else. And Ruth and Naomi could see, actually, this, our time in this kind of season is done. We need to move into this next one. We need to take the opportunities that are before us. And they found this Boaz, uh, this redeemer, who could actually really help lift them out of difficulty, lift them into a much better situation, give them some hope, give them some future. Faithfulness led them to that point. So let's get to verse 14 of Ruth 3. We're moving to our final section. He says, so she lay at his feet until the morning, but arose before one could recognize another. And he said, let it be known that the woman came to the threshing floor. And he said, bring the garments you're wearing and hold it. So she held it and he measured out six measures of barley and put it on her. Then she went into the city. And when she came to her mother-in-law, she said, how did you fare, my daughter? Then she told her all that the man had done for her, saying, these six measures of barley he gave to me. For he said to me, you must not go back empty handed for your mother-in-law. She replied, wait, my daughter, until you learn how the matter turns out. For the man will not rest, but will settle the matter today. So again, some people have read uh, this chapter to think there is a seduction here, that Ruth maybe changed her clothes into something more seductive. Well, the clothes it changed her into actually were baggy enough to carry home six measures of barley. I don't think she's wearing seductive clothes here. She is wearing clothes that also pass as a bucket. Okay, so let's think about that for a moment. So a final step into faith, into having faith for her future and stepping into that is one of humility actually immense humility. Ruth, Naomi's plan has worked out. She has got food. And actually next week, you go into chapter four, it will reveal that Boaz is a good man. He sticks to his word. He's true to his oath. Very important. But this, what we're talking about today, this faithfulness that Ruth shows in changing the season, taking the opportunity that is in front of her, actually there is some humility. And humility often means stepping out in our own weakness, actually stepping out saying, I need help here. We really need some help. It's also faithfulness is renouncing some independence, okay, which for us uh, culturally perhaps is quite difficult to understand. Actually, we love to talk about the freedom that we get in Jesus and in faith and which there is a lot of truth to. But actually faithfulness often is saying, I, I renounce my independence. I I'm going to follow God. And Ruth is very proactive. She's throwing herself onto the mercy of God, actually. And I think God is all over this story. You can see him working in it, but also onto the mercy of Boaz. And to come to God, to go before our gods as our redeemer, as the one that we need to save us, to lift us out of our situation, actually takes some humility. Faithfulness is saying, I will follow your way, not my own way. Faithfulness says, I cannot do this on my own. I need you, God. The story of Israel consistently is them telling God they don't need him, then failing, then falling to pieces, then going back to God. And that cycle repeats again and again. But faithfulness really is humility before the Redeemer. 
And this story, like I said, God is all over this story as you read it. He's clearly lining things up for a much bigger story. And actually, we see this if you were to read the beginning of the Gospel of Matthew shows the kind of lineage of Jesus includes Ruth and Boaz. This story is, has humility in it, and we need that because Jesus is the perfect redeemer. We go, as Ruth goes to Boaz, we go before Jesus, we say, look, I will follow your way, not my way. I cannot do this on my own. I need you, Lord God. So I'm going to pray to finish, and then I'm going to hand back to Anna, um, Andy and Josh. Uh, Lord God, we want to come before you. Actually, we want to come before you as Ruth came before Boaz and say, actually, Lord, we need you. Uh, our lives, however good or difficult we might feel they are, uh, actually, we need you. You are a great redeemer. You restore us. You bring us back into relationship with the Father. Lord, this morning, I pray for anybody who feels they are distant from God. Know that there is immense kindness from God to you who wants to draw you back in. Yes, Lord Jesus.